Thanks for joining our third episode. I'm Liam, your host, and we're excited to have you here. This week, we'll be discussing the theme of childhood innocence and the novel The Bluest Eye. I think the first thing we should go to here is when Claudia and Frida are burying the seeds and the money in the ground, because it it really shows like like they're the only ones here who care because they they're going around to all the adults and all the adults they they almost seem just more curious about the situation they don't actually care for Piccola or for her baby and i think that really just shows how claudia and frida like their their innocence just shows how like children are the future i think is the really what he's trying to get out of this is by showing that they're the ones who are being helpful and trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I think the adults do feel a sort of sympathy, but it's uh, kind of a toxic one. It's more of like a pity because they pity her and say, and show their children to her and they say, oh, at least you're not her. At least you don't have like uh, a baby from your father. Uh, and that's not really a sort of good sympathy towards her. It's more they're just using her as an example. Whereas the children, they really feel for her and they even sacrifice something for her. Yeah, while the rest of the town looks as looks at Piccola as sort of a scapegoat and looks at the Breedlove family as a scapegoat for all their problems, Claudia and Frida are the only ones that actually feel sympathy. But they also admit that they sometimes use Piccola as a scapegoat because um, to a lot of people in the town... Piccola's ugliness makes them feel feel beautiful. And we can also see this a little bit later in the book, or even earlier in the book, when we see the differences in the way that Claudia and Frida were raised versus how Piccola was raised. Because Claudia and Frida had a father and and mother figure that were supportive and supporting of her, while Piccola really only had her mom because her dad was an alcoholic and later ends up passing away. Yeah, and I would argue that really, in, at least in comparison to Claudia and Frida, Piccola really didn't have a, the supportive mother figure either. Because like when, when Piccola was first born, like the first thought that goes through Polly's head is that she was ugly. And even though Polly did commit to loving her anyways, I think that's just oh, the way to show you like just the at first glance, like just the relationship and how it wasn't really as supportive as it may seem yeah i think uh this even extends to piccola's parents charlie and polly like charlie did not have a great childhood either he was pretty much abandoned by his parents and only taken in by his aunts and this depressed him in many ways like he didn't have a father figure at all and also later he gets he doesn't get raped but uh he's forced to uh let other people watch him have sex with uh uh, other, uh, his the girl he was with, and I think this really made him angry towards everyone around him, and made it so Piccola wasn't allowed to have a good childhood either. Yeah, yeah and this this theme of cyclic poverty can even extend to the twenty first century, because we see that a lot of people who are born in these inner city, predominantly black neighborhoods, end up living there their whole life, and they never are able to break the chain, partially because of experiences like Charlie. Because if people aren't raised properly, if people don't have a mother and father figure to be there for them, to raise them properly, then it's unlikely that 
they'll ever advance to a higher position in society. Yeah, I really think that when when he's showing Kali's abandonment here, I think he's trying to just show what happens if you take away childhood innocence. Because like you you can see that Claudia and Frida like they they are innocent children, like they feel bad for Cola and everything, but for Kali, he doesn't have anyone supporting him and he pretty much has to just grow up by himself and he really doesn't have much of a childhood. And when that then gets reflected on how he treats his family, um, I think like that's, it's just showing the problems of how, what happens when you take away childhood innocence and how important it really is to have that. Yeah. The end of the book illustrates this uh, with the metaphor of the flower, not being able to grow in the soil and the soil is like the environment these people are around, not allowing them to grow or be anything. But I also think, with the chapter before where uh, Frida and Claudia bury the seeds gives a hope because they're children and they had that decent childhood uh, and then they can feel empathy for Piccola. So I think that it gives hope and also despair to them uh, and gives the book kind of a dual ending. Yeah. And to wrap up the book as a whole, um, to connect all three themes, we can see that even today, the way that media and society as a whole um, depicts black people as not representative of reality. And there's still present day segregation that exists in different forms, even if it's outlawed by the federal government. We can see this in cities like Chicago, LA, New York City, in the inner city versus the suburbs. Um, and we also see that cyclic inequality and lack of opportunity plagues the black community. And um, little, really little has been done to reverse decades of racism um, and, in, and uh, income inequality so this ends our podcast we thank you for listening we hope you learned something and have a good day